You're listening to Sunnyside Up, a B2B podcast that brings together real-world insights to help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we bring you the best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is transforming the way B2B companies go to market by enabling customers to embrace modern digital sales and marketing with a complete end-to-end suite of products. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Setup. I'm your host, Shubhang, and today I have with me Shivani Bhatt, and we're going to talk about the marketing analytics and decision engineering. Before we jump into the topic, let me introduce Shivani today. Shivani has got a start in the boutique consulting and moved to the demand generation at S&P Global. During a time there, she launched the company's first marketing ops team and specialized in nurture track builds and optimization in Marketo. After getting her MBA at CU Boulder, she built the intelligence operations team at Marketo and Adobe upon the Adobe's acquisition of Marketo. She is currently the director of strategic planning and analytics at Zora. So, I am super excited to have you, Shivani, on this call. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Awesome. I've had the pleasure to connect with you earlier and to discuss about your journey and your experiences and all the other elements around your experience in the last couple of years. So how would you take us through that quick recap of your journey so far? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, so you covered a lot of the main points, but like I said, I started off in boutique consulting, but I really wanted to own more of the solutions I was creating for my clients. So I went to DemandGen at Standard & Poor's. And at Standard & Poor's, I ended up just, as these things go, splitting my time between DemandGen and Marketing Ops. This was at a time where the Marketos, the Eloquas, the Pardots of the world were just really becoming what they are today. So I quickly found that Marketo was like my favorite part of my day. And then it was at a time where marketing ops was becoming a function. So I wanted to focus more on that as well. So I launched our first marketing ops team in an offshore office. I even went to Ahmedabad and did a Marketo training in Gujarati, which was super fun. I don't actually know if I could do it in Gujarati wow. <laughs> today, but but it was it was a wonderful point in my career. And then my time in ops made me realize that I needed much more background in analytics. So I always wanted to get my MBA and I decided to go to CU Boulder's Lead School of Business to get my MBA. And during that time, I focused on marketing and analytics. Upon graduation, I started at Marketo. Actually, I started at Marketo two weeks before graduation, which was very fun. (laughs) I had to take a couple of days of PTO to go graduate, which was awesome. <laughs> and Marketo had just been acquired by Adobe. So I was there sort of at an interesting time. I like to say pre-integration, but maybe post-acquisition. Mm-hmm. I learned so much at Adobe. It is such a great company to work for. And then recently I was recruited into my role at Zora running strategic planning and analytics and I think still to this day, that demand gen background is is probably arguably the most important foundation in my career. And I'm, I know we'll talk a little bit about that, but I just wanted to flag that because it still to this day informs how I solve business problems with my team. This is great. When you talk about demand gen and strategic partner and planning and analytics, I, think, I know it's like completely different to Horizons, but I mean, that's great that you're right now in this new role trying to bring about new strategies into the industries and into your, in your company, trying to make an impact over there. 
talking about the topic we are going to talk about today, that is the marketing analytics and the decision engineering. How would you give me a quick understanding about what it's all about and how you're trying to bring about a change in that? Yes, definitely. So I think, like I said, the foundations of marketing analytics and and then decision engineering for marketing departments or growth departments, it all starts in demand gen. You really have to understand the motion and what demand gen marketers are doing. And I even tell my, you know, any team that I manage, you're not an analyst, you're a marketer. And if I hear you say that you're an analyst, that's, you know, not really your, your bag, I will be very grumpy. (laughs) So I think you have to really be in that marketer mindset, but then think through, you know, what are the decisions that these specific metrics are going to help me make? What are the analytics that support some of those metrics? I guess we don't have a visual, but yeah, I have a pyramid in my head that I use to sort of think through how marketing analytics should function. And it really is the top of the pyramid. You've got to have the reporting and the foundations built out. And in order to have those reporting and data foundations, you have to know what decisions you're going to make. So problem statements are really, really critical. I ask my stakeholders for them all the time. You know, we always return to different problem statements whenever we need to pivot. And so I think those elements of really thinking through like what decision is the demand gen marketer going to make with this metric, with this analytics product, that is key and just the base level foundation for anything my teams do. Well, that's amazing because diving deep into these kind of elements kind of enables us to think about how it actually functions and what are your rules and how you actually use these kind of activities. So keeping that in mind, Shoni, just a little bit detour from from the main topic that we're trying to talk here. There's a lot of our audiences who have shown a lot of interest and understanding about mentorship and how the mentors actually kind of curate their teams to perform. So my next question is going to be like, which are those mentors or who are those mentors you admire? And how are you trying to bring a change in your team with the help of all the experiences that you had before? Yes, that's a great question. So I think one person that comes to mind is my former boss at Marketo and Adobe, Marissa Lyman. She is, is a big mentor for me. And she is an absolute genius when it comes to establishing and building teams. She just has a way of creating a, a very challenging, but very open environment. And so you have a lot of space in those environments to learn, to ask questions. You know, she'll she'll steer you, but she's really giving you a lot of space to do a lot of the, the tough learning on your own. And I think when every person on the team is doing that and coming together under under the leadership of one person and then exploring, learning, building together, that is is just invaluable. And she also has a knack for building just incredibly inclusive environments, which again is I think really important to the learning and being able to be challenged, but also have a, a soft place to land, which I think is is really nice. So yeah, Marissa Lemon is, is a huge mentor for me. I would also mention Alex Fleming, who's my current boss at Zora, and he's also a CU MBA grad. I should, I got to mention oh. that there. <laughs> he also is a huge mentor for me, just a brilliant, brilliant mind and someone that has just an incredible way of putting really complex modeling or analytics questions, plugging those into a really simple format. And he he just has a great way of explaining really, really complex tools, systems, methodologies, 
And he is the, he is the one in the room that is going to notice the one nuance that makes a massive, massive difference in solving a business problem. So I, I'm still learning so much from him. And I think he's, he's a fantastic mentor. And then also mention Laura Cornish, who is a professor at the Leeds School of Business. And she is a mentor that I still keep in touch with and learn from. You know, I didn't actually take her class at, <laughs> at CU, and I should have, but <laughs> she is phenomenal and just somebody that has gotten to the heart of so many marketing and business questions. And she takes no prisoners. Like she is just such a exciting and strong female leader to learn from. And she is like, you get into the room with her and you just, there's an energy and you just know that she is leagues above what you are trying to do and she's going to help you. (laughs) So I would say those three people are really important to me. That sounds great. That being said, so what are the major things that you're trying to bring about a change in your team, if I have seen, based on the experiences? Yes, definitely. So the big thing that I'm trying to bring, I think that people in analytics, we have, myself included, have something to work on in that we often have data brain or analytics brain. And, you know, we've all got this, it's the age old story of, you know, we've got our own language. But I, I think that that is actually very problematic. We're not able to code switch and make sure that we're simplifying and, and really keeping things like in perspective, like just because something is, you know, phenomenally built doesn't mean that it needs to be difficult to explain. So I think that's a big change that I want, you know, I bring in my teams that I don't want our stakeholders to feel intimidated. I want them to feel like no question is a dumb question because it's really not like we are dealing with several different kinds of data sets. Some of them are quantitative. Some of them have categorical variables. It's a lot to digest and to think about and to figure out. And our stakeholders are really smart and they're doing incredible work. And so that's one thing I think is really important. I never want someone to feel like, oh, you know, we can't go to the analytics team and ask them that. It's like, no, I don't care what you want to come and ask me. We'll figure it out together. I think that is really, really important. And it's funny, I'm in analytics, but I, I struggled a lot with math and stats when I was a kid. It just really, I always got A's, but I think it's just that South Asian or Indian mindset. Like <laughs> I always persevered, but it, it took a lot of extra effort. And I still think about that today, that those struggles were really, really important because they allowed me yep. to to figure out how to simplify. So I try to bring that empathy and that also like just base level understanding of like, yeah, this is actually really tricky. And we are talking about complicated things and that's okay. If we need to take a minute to, to just level set and figure out like what is actually going on here and what are we trying to solve for? And then we can always ladder back up to the really complex question and answer that we've got. But I think it's important to, to start simple. Absolutely. I mean, what you mentioned is was so, so true when you, when you talk about like enabling the, the resources to kind of ask questions irrespective of what sort of a question it is, because every question is important. So I believe that any organization or any leader that enables their teams to ask questions frequently 
is going to succeed more because that's when the employees of the team members do not have that blockage in mind that, okay, is this person going to be a dumb one or is this person going to be really helpful? Because that will be the main hiccup or I say the, the bottleneck where people who have some of the doubts that they want to kind of get it rectified, which it never happens. So probably I think that's a very great, I'd say, practice that you're trying to bring in the picture, probably with your partners, with your team and all the other people. So that allows a lot of doubts to just go through the funnel, get it resolved and go to the next stage. That being said, I think that's a very good point, Shivani. So going along with that, so probably you talked about data and all the other aspects. So how does the data impact your role and your business and how important it is in your daily activities? Well, yeah, I mean, my life is data. (laughs) Like I said, we all have data brain, I think, in strategic planning and analytics, but I think the data foundation is the foundation. Like without it, there's, you know, you're not doing anything. You're not reporting, you're not creating analytics tools. So data is obviously very, very important. I think, you know, my opinion on marketing analytics or at least strategic planning in that realm is that it's really important for marketers nowadays to have that tangential knowledge of data engineering, data infrastructure, But I don't think that that sits in our function. Like we typically, I'm used to partnering with other proper data engineers to, and teams to, and data scientists to actually, you know, to get that level of work done. But I do think that scale matters. And in order to scale at an organization and truly solve some of the business problems that we're facing in any organization, you know, the marketers should be at the table. We absolutely must be at the table. We're talking, you know, major data sets. It's not just that we have an opinion, it's that we have very much a need to say, if this data set isn't set up this particular way, we won't be able to build what we need to. I know, for example, Sam Gong was on the podcast a while back and, you know, he and I partnered, our team's partner to create an opportunity scorecard. And that was a prime example. We had We started off with a very manual, minimal data set, but eventually in order to scale, we needed to be able to think through, you know, what does this look like once it's ETL'd, once we've really polished it, once we've created a proper data set with it. So I think, you know, tools like that are a prime example where data is extremely important to the marketer. It's arguably more important than it's ever been. I know that is kind of a cliche, but it is really, really critical. And I think the marketers, all of us, demand gen, et cetera, et cetera, marketing analytics, strategic planning, we all have to be involved in providing requirements and working with the data engineering groups to make sure that things are set up in a way that we can scale. Awesome. So Shwani, you earlier mentioned while you're trying to talk about the marketing analytics and decision engineering that the strong marketing team actually needs a good amount of knowledge around this, but doesn't need to own the data engineering and the statistics or the modeling and data sciences. Why do you say so? And can you just give a quick elaboration around that? Yes, I do want to mention there are situations in which we may own a lot of that. So it's not, not always cut and dry. But I think the things that I don't expect the marketing organization or the growth organization to own are particularly data engineering. Like it can be extremely helpful to have the data engineering in-house, but eventually that does start to get into a function that several other teams need and 
are operating as well. And so I think it becomes eventually a centralized function at a company and data engineering particularly, like it doesn't always make sense for one team to own it. I think that could cause working in silos. And I think we all know how we feel about working in silos. So I would say data engineering is is one that is not necessary for the marketing team to own. But oftentimes there are departments that start out with several data engineering people under them in marketing and then organizations grow and shift. So I wanted to clarify, it's not that it that marketing cannot own, but I do think eventually it starts to get beyond just the scope of the marketing function. I think the analytics and the statistics, those things are great for the marketing analytics or strategic planning function to own. The reason for that is what I was mentioning before, that we do have a very specific data set in marketing and in growth. And we do have a lot of non-numeric variables and things that we need to solve for in that regard. And so it does take, I think, having a you know a person that is very familiar, maybe even has a master's in stats, you know, a degree like that is is extremely valuable in a marketing team and to have someone on board that can manage a lot of that. But again, as you start to get out of that world and into more of the hardcore data science. I think data science is another function where it does make sense for it to be a function across many different groups, teams, departments. And that's where, you know, when when I'm looking at building data science tools, I've managed data scientists before, but I do think it's those are the places where it's like, well, let's make sure that we're not building something in a silo. And I think the even the, the analytical tools that we're building, if they are far reaching and there's a great need to to scale across the entire company and to really operationalize some of the tools that are being built, then it does oftentimes make sense to have just a standalone data science team and they're their own group and they, they don't always need to sit in marketing. So I think those are the clarifications and that I would offer in the way that I see the world in that regard, that there are analysts, marketers, you know, stats folks that are very astute and they sit in marketing. But I think once you start to get into some broader scoped functions, there's some overlap. Different companies do it different ways. And I think it it depends on what what is best for the company at hand. That's brilliant. I think we are towards the end of the show. With that being elaborated and given us a good amount of knowledge about okay how it actually works. And so you kind of refer one resource that you would actually suggest our audience to follow. Yes. So the resource I was thinking, I was thinking a lot about this and I landed on Subscribed, which is a book by Zora's CEO. And I just highly recommend it. I read it when I started at Zora and it just has so many fantastic ideas. It's no, it's not a marketing analytics book, but Mm -hmm. I think it is a fantastic resource and I would strongly encourage folks to, to read it. Awesome. And who are the three people in your network that you would recommend we bring on the show? I would recommend a couple people. So I would recommend Bharat Venugopal, who is, uh, also goes by BV. He's a colleague of mine at Adobe who is, is just fantastic. Great go-to-market marketing operations analytics leader. Mm-hmm. I would also recommend Kylie Peters. Kylie is a dear colleague of mine. We met a couple years ago at a Marketo user group meeting, and then we ended up sitting next to each other at Marketo, and now we work together at Zora. And she is just a brilliant marketing operations and just marketing mind. And I think she's fantastic and has incredible ideas. 
marketing ops as a function. And then I would also suggest Liz Glover, who is our Zora's Senior Director of International Marketing, another mm-hmm. just phenomenal marketing mind, another one that takes no prisoners and just a phenomenal joy to work with. Awesome. And the last question that we normally ask, how can our listeners connect with you? My LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you suggest all our listeners to kind of get in touch with you over LinkedIn and show any questions or concerns that they have regarding the marketing analytics or the, the data decision engineering. Does that work? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> awesome, Shwani. I think towards the end of it, so I want to ask any quick thoughts or the last throwaway thoughts that you want to kind of give it to our audiences. Oh, wow. No, I I think this has just been so wonderful to be on the show. And I really appreciate you all reaching out. And, you know, yeah, I I can sometimes have maybe controversial opinions on on things. So I'm, I'm curious to see if anybody is like, what do you mean data engineering shouldn't be in the marketing team? Like, you know, I'm just I'm interested to to see what happens. But no, otherwise, you know, I've had a great time. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. A pleasure, Shivani. I had a great time talking to you and discussing about all these topics. So I look forward to kind of reconnecting with you in a couple of quarters and talk about new topics around the same uh, same, same functions that you're into. And in the meantime, I wish you all the best for this new year. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shubank. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demand Based TV.